We're back for the last episode of season four. So for the listeners who do not know you, can you give some background information about yourself and who you are, man? Okay, so I'm CEO of Shaq, a.k.a. Louis Flawless. Hey. I'm the CEO of Unlock Media Group. I run, founded CT Unlock. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm from Bridgeport, Connecticut. I've been running CT Unlock for about three years. Unlock Media Group just came about. Like that just is within the recent year. Mm-hmm. I started that at the top of this year. And um, Unlock Media Group is my influencer development agency as well as my uh, creative agency. Okay. So right now my goal is to scale out the Unlock brand from CT Unlock all the way down to different demographics mm-hmm. and then make divisions within CT Unlock, Hartford, New Britain, so forth, so on, so New forth. Haven, Bridgeport, New Haven, all Waterbury, that. All those. Cool. And um, basically at a time period, I didn't have that idea. I'm gonna come clean with you, bro. Mm-hmm. Like when it was, it was just CT Unlock, me and my cousin was like just brainstorming. Like I was talking to you about Van Lauren. Yeah. We just brainstorming. We just trying to come up with um possible platforms and seeing how we was gonna move with everything and just yep. scale everything. And um that was just like a sum of the last three years. Yeah. Okay. Like, cool. That yeah. That that answered a lot for me. So going back before then, what was your childhood like, and who did you look up to when you were a child? Me, uh, more looked to my mom. My mom was the ultimate hustler, bro. Mm-hmm. I get my hustle from my mom. Like just she taught you like, everything. Everything as much as she could while she was around. My mom worked a lot, mm-hmm. like, so I had to I got I had to learn as much as I could in that time period, and then just find other influencers. But I would say Diddy, Dame, mm-hmm. Russell, the like, bosses, all like, the bosses. That's why I call myself CEO Shaq. I like that. Like all of them, they just gave them like they gave the the influence for me to do what I'm doing, bro. Just mm-hmm. to, to shoot as high as mainly Dame, mainly Dame. Mm-hmm. I would think that um, Louis Flores and more of the influence came from from uh, I would say Diddy. Yeah. Just uh, executive producing, putting together certain people inside rooms, make sure the vibe is right from the track all the way down to the video, deploying yep. it, the marketing schemes. That all came from him. But as far as the hustle and the flips, damn, damn, yep. yeah, he's a he's a true hustler too. Like that's to the max, bro. Yeah, bro. Like, like if there was no damn, I would. I don't think my personality would be as strong as it is because he gave you that confidence. You yeah, think? Yeah, yeah, I definitely think so. I'm gonna come clean. That's lit though, bro. So I noticed you did some special days on social media, including Music Monday, Tech Tuesday, and Invest in Woman Wednesday. So first I want to talk about Music Monday. What helps you pick the song of the week for Music Monday? Um sometimes the following quality. Um and if that person submits if they submit it to me, I see it. Mm-hmm. If, but you if you just lit, I'm gonna just grab it up. Yeah. Because um that's just for CT unlock. Um, I'm gonna do that with other demographics, but that was just, the brand of the week was just for that. Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna eventually strip it of Music Mondays. I'm gonna strip Music Mondays away and just yeah. have all the music on on our TV and then syndicate cool. it to my stories. Yeah. So when you go to CT Unlock, you just see the other brand of days of the week. So you see That's mainly, lit. yeah. So then from there, you just see the Invest Woman Wednesdays, the Tech Tuesdays, the Get Fit Tuesdays. There's other ones. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. These are just the ones I'm focused on. Okay, cool. Um, Get Fit Tuesdays, uh, More Food Fridays, Social Saturdays, Sports Sundays, yeah. things like that. And just. That's lit. I know, but it takes so much time. I'm yeah. creating a lot of content. So for me to for me to curate all that, it's a lot. I'm going to complain. Mm-hmm. For one person, at least. Especially if if team, for one person. Yeah. yeah. If I had a team of like five people, it'd be easier. Way easier. But like at the same time, trying to find five people with the same vision is kind of hard. Well, it's, they don't necessarily have the same vision, but they have to have the same passion. Also, what mm-hmm. they do. If you're a videographer, just love editing content, creating content, you have a vision of what I'm creating. Mm-hmm. If you're a photographer, make sure you capture the right moments. If you're a... Uh, these are all things I'm looking for. So if anybody's mm-hmm. out there, you wanna you wanna work with your boy, come join Unlock Media, CT Unlock, just just own what you're doing. I'm I'm open for it. I love like that, I'm man. willing to put up the bag and everything. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it's mainly about having the people that have the same passion at mm-hmm. what they do. I'm not saying you gotta be the greatest at it. 
Because I'm not great at what I do. I do a lot of things, but I'm not the best. Yeah. And um, shout out to my boy Larry Love behind the camera. You know, he get to it. Hey, shout out Larry, bro. Of course. But um, yeah, I, I would just say that's the main thing for me. Just making sure that like everybody's on the same page. Mm-hmm. Like that's the, that's the main thing about being a team leader. I would never send somebody to do something that I'm not willing to do. Nobody could ever like come to that. me and say yeah. that. Like, yo, like, that's, the, that's another thing I took away from Dame. Dame's willing to play any part of it. Mm-hmm. I'm willing to play any part of the situation, whether it's recording the content, editing the content, deploying it, doing social media. Just give you a job and yeah. you'll do it. Like basically, like, I like I've got to figure it out. Yeah, like, top to bottom, I'm gonna figure it out. Like coming here, doing the interviews, promoting, mm-hmm. giving giving out merch, just touching that's people, so type of thing. Yeah, like, like the connecting with them, like that's really doing. Well. Just right. making sure that everybody understands where where I met with this and the mm-hmm. vision I'm trying to bring. That's lit. Appreciate it, bro. Bro, that. You got a vision, bro. And not a lot of people have as high of a vision as you do right now. And that's sweet. So uh, talking about Tech Tuesday, I wanted to ask you about uh, Innovation Destination Hartford. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Um, from what I see in my research on them, they're like the hub of Hartford. Mm-hmm. They're just they're like the people that you go to when you need resources, mentorship, um, uh, resources, mentorship, or even telling your story. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure they conduct interviews. They have interviews, but it's more written. Yeah. And it's on their website. But okay. um, definitely a great resource inside Hartford. I'm definitely looking to go in there and collaborate with them very soon. And they do it with a bunch of the youth, right? Uh, I'm not sure about just youth. There's more entrepreneurship and business. Oh, that's awesome. I didn't even know that. Yeah. So it's like it's helping anybody in Hartford or in the county or something? I think they focus on Hartford. Just I'm on quite Hartford. Sure you came from Hartford. I'm not from Hartford. So yeah. I will hope they will accept me. Yeah, exactly. But that's cool that they, they're – in, invested in all these uh, people like they want to see others succeed and just like that little bit of hey do this or hey do that and that could really influence someone to build what they got like what they could get in the yeah. future that's crazy man so how about uh new haven io new haven io is more of like a meetup i'm definitely gonna start doing these tech meetups too i'm gonna start doing my own meetups cool and um hackathons um just certain things because i want to i'm just myself to develop it as well more mm-hmm. front because i do it my, my background is in it Oh, same here. I'm a cybersecurity uh, major, basically. Oh, facts. Yeah, bro. That's that's actually that's interesting. Yeah. I haven't met anybody else that's been doing like anything in IT during all these interviews. That's cool. No, facts. That's that's my background. I work at um I work for um, Western Connecticut Health Network. Oh wow. Yeah, bro. Good shit. Appreciate it. No, that that's cool. Like honestly, I don't think I've met one person that like understood what I was talking about when I went into the tech side of it. But yeah, man, that's that's sweet. So you think about doing your own like hackathons and stuff like that? Of course. Hackathons are cool. I went to like, I didn't go to one, but I went to like a cybersecurity conference and they were talking about the hackathon and it just seems so interesting. Like what you can do with the, all the this technology nowadays. Like we're going into this era where like, the, it's like the wild west for the world wide web and you can do anything with it and so having all these kids learn all the technology and just like entrepreneurship through technology that's huge like all this digital marketing like so that's the cool main thing that I, main thing where it started for me everything started for me with digital marketing yeah like first i knew about smm social media marketing time spent spin off i went ppc um seo so on and so forth mm-hmm. i was making a bag off that i was like all right cool now i gotta figure out how to get to this bag yep then from there, um, it was a period of time before CTL, it was a period of time where I just was just trying to figure everything out and um, how I was going to finance it. Yep. And I came across like CompTIA and everything like that. And that's where I went with that direction. I got into a program that paid for everything for me. So, um, yeah. Oh, wow. I yeah. bet that was a good feeling when you got that news. Yeah, but I was going to pay for it anyway. I was gonna, I'm the type of person, I, I'm going to put up my own bag. Bro. Mm-hmm. I'm type, my motto was put up, I have to have the flip, flip, far, but flip. So I got three flips. 
So the first initial flip, mm-hmm. the second flip, I missed the first flip, and the third flip, I got to borrow somebody and give yeah. it to the next person. So three flips. Have the flip flip for you flip. And um, that's some genius moves right there. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. And wow. um, but this is what I'm trying. I I watched a lot of Dame, bro. Mm-hmm. You see a lot of Dame in me. I think if I ever meet him or the moment I do meet him, but yo, this kid is like the opposite of me. He <laughs> likes living in the digital world. I like living in the physical world, but we're in the same type of level. Yeah. It's like the same type of hustle. He's not. He never got to meet nobody the, the way they met me. Yeah. Even when Diddy went, when Fifty Diddy, Dame J, and they didn't meet me at this point. I'm like, wait a minute. He controls all these demographics. He has connections to all these different influencers. I can go to Atlanta, call upon influencers. I can go to Miami, call upon influencers. I can mm-hmm. go to New York, CT, the Tri-State. I can call upon any influencers anyway. I want. Imagine once that that's full circle. That's gonna be a problem. It is gonna be a problem. That's good for you though, bro. That's a hustle. This is. I, I haven't seen someone with this drive, bro. I, I really haven't. Like you, you got more drive than me, and I fucking respect that, bro. Like, well, it's not. I want to go off that vibe, bro. I want to be the. I want to be the energy that makes sure that, yo, I gotta, I gotta step it up. You know what I'm saying? After this interview, mm-hmm. you may go back and do mad research. I'm appalled that you did as much interview. Like when I do an interview, I vibe off that person. I don't necessarily always do X amount of research. Yeah, I kind of just vibe out with them. So mm-hmm. I, I applaud you for that. Bro, I gotta do my research. I feel like it. Like it's my job to go and like. Look up, I, I went and I'll talk about it a little bit later, but I went to your Hopeline TV interview and your talk at the Hartford interview. So I looked at those. I looked at a couple of your other uh, personal CT Unlock interviews. We watched the uh, Ghetto Guitar. I don't know if I showed you the Ghetto Guitar one, but I watched the Chill Shum, uh, uh Blind Sequences. Yeah. Yep. And then I also watched the Ghetto Guitar one. And I so I was like trying to see where you were coming from with all your stuff. And I think it's best, like, if I do my research, then I think it'll be even easier to vibe off of someone that I don't even know. Yes. So, but like at the same time, there has been times where I've done the same thing where I've gone into the interview with not as much like background knowledge of their music or of them. And like, as I've gone along, I've just vibed with them. So then I understood them more by the end of the interview, but I felt it was only right, especially with a whole brand like CT Unlock to do my research. That's crazy. When people see this, when they see CT Unlock, they put it, they don't know it's one person. They don't know that yeah. one really one person is behind the door and stuff. They think I got like a whole bunch of people behind me. Like, I yeah. wish. I, I, that's what I thought. Yeah, I wish, bro. But once it gets to get to that point, imagine the machine I'm going to have. Mm-hmm. Where I can have people running the trust I have people running the South, Midwest, South, or in the East. It's going to be a problem. They're going to be like, wait a minute. This content coming from all these demographics. Unlock everywhere. Like, unlock global, bro. Yeah. It's already in place. All these ones I'm speaking about, everything I'm talking about is already owned. The only thing I don't own is LA Unlock. That's the only thing I don't own. Like, everything else is owned. I already got that. That's name. smart. Yeah. A lot of people don't even think about it. It gets to the point and then they're like, oh, shit, we, we could have grabbed that, but we were too late. But no, nah, you're, you're I like. I from LA Unlock and I feel it. Because he's watching me right now. Yeah. Shout out to you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so can we talk about, um, I think it was Brianna's business, a little regime, uh, visionary consulting. Oh yeah, she lit. She's like she does PR, she does marketing, she creates content, content curation. Shout out to her. I um, I think I met her through Dutch the Dreamer. Yeah, he's yeah. one of her clients. Mm-hmm. And she's very professional. She's contacted us about a bunch of things, and it's like she's still trying to like help us out, even if like an event pops up. She'll be like, "Hey, we're hosting an event or doing this. Like, come check it out if you want a ticket." And like, she does a lot for Dutch, and that's crazy. And I think it's awesome to see someone like actually care about others as much as they care about themselves. Yeah, being selfless. Gosh. I think. I applaud her. Investing in women. Invest in the women. Speaking about that, what have you learned from watching Power of CT grow? It's lit. Shout out to Tia Long. Shout out to um, Ashley. Shout out to that, man. They be like, killing it. They be killing it. 
I'm gonna come clean just like the dynamic duo right there. Maybe kill me. Yeah. Like that's big lit. Like that's why I, I I would rather be around strong women than a bunch of dudes. I'm gonna come clean with you. Mm-hmm. Like when I build my team out, it's gonna be mainly around females. I'd rather be around a room full of females and a room full of dudes. They got good decisions. They they'll, they'll tell you straight know, up. Yeah. They let me know like Shaq that's corny as hell. Yeah. Know, All your boys they, might be yes men, but the girls are like, no, that sucks. Like <laughs> <laughs> they'll be like, yo, listen, you need to change that up. That's like, a fact. And like, they know what's right. Especially the creative ones. Like yeah. the creative ones are super lit. Like, I'd rather be around them than be around dudes that be like, yo, bro, that's lit. It's just like they just want you to see. Some of them may it may be the vibe, you know, they want to see you win, but it's also maybe like they just yes men, like you said. Mm-hmm. I don't like that. Yes, I, I'm too straight up both things, bro. I got a I got an email inbox full of content. I'll be like, this is garbage. Mm-hmm. This is what you need to fix. Before I'm gonna promote any of this, come back with it like this. Mm-hmm. Like if you don't want me to do it, like I'll like it, but I ain't sharing it. I'm not giving it to my audience because it's yeah. not to the quality that I want. And that's just how it is. And um, I think people gotta understand that, even me. Yeah. Like it's nothing wrong with it. This one thing I learned from Gary V. It was a lot of content I did not put out because I was afraid of what how it's gonna be perceived. I'm just dropping it now, bro. Yeah. I got eight, I got more than 18 episodes of blind sequences. Um, I got more than 35 interviews. I'm about to drop four more tomorrow. Um that's what it's like when I went live, I was talking to QB. I'm gonna drop four more tomorrow. Um, Blind sequences. I gotta drop the other half of um, got a guitar joint because he yeah. breaks down what he did for Soul Out Dicks. Oh, that's yeah, bro. That's so cool. Yeah, and um, next month I'm going to Atlanta to shoot some episodes um, with D Sims. These are um, these are producers down there. I'm mm-hmm. about to link up. I'm not sure if you guys know about producer grind. Producer grind. You ever heard of it? Yeah. I've heard of it. I don't okay. Think I have. So um. I was talking to CEO Dylan. He's like, yo, when you get down here and hit me, we're going mm-hmm. to link up. So I'm shout out to Dylan. we coming soon, bro. Like, I'm, next month, I'm there. Big lit. And, yo, Atlanta's uh, wait for that. crazy down there right now. Yeah, the I'm culture. trying to get Zay up there. I'm trying to get Zay. Um, you know, you guys know 808 Perps or now? Yes, yes, yes. He, he works with uh, Mike Green a lot, right? Yeah. Yep. So 808 Perps was the one that gave me the idea for um, Blind Sequences. Because I was in the studio. I got an interview from him, like an hour interview. He's mm-hmm. like, bro, record me making these beats. He said, I bet. Like I just like I was like, I don't know what to do it. He's like, make it into something, make it into like a series. And um he was we just he just ended up getting high as fuck. And I'm just talking to him. He's just like, we just pitched ideas off each other and shit like that. And he was like, you know what? I think you should like make a series off this, brother. That'd be lit. And um I've been there's some content for perps, shout out to perps. Like I appreciate him giving that he gave me that inspiration to even mm-hmm. make blind sequences. Bro, I think it's like blind sequences, the name too. It's just it stands out. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. I don't know why I came up with that name, but that's just the name I chose. I feel like it's it's the things that don't go seen in like like almost you're deconstructing the thing that the everyday person wouldn't look into. It's like blinded by the public because they don't really know about the producer and every little thing that goes into it. That's what I thought. When okay. I when I heard it, I was like, blinded secrets. Hmm. Maybe it's literally just what the people don't see. It, you're going behind the scenes and you're showing them every little bit of the beat that makes the song that they love. Yeah, that could go that way. But um, I'm gonna expand it to engineers and um, songwriters as well. Mm-hmm. I, like imagine if I get the story behind somebody that wrote a Rihanna song. I get yeah. the story behind somebody that wrote like a Stevie Wonder song. You know what I'm saying? Like, That'd be cool. Yeah, super. So I'm just I'm just grinding to those moments. Mm-hmm. I'm a I'm a attack the demographics I can get to and just keep rinsing and repeating. Like that's the like goal that. right now. Yeah. Wow. I got other shows as well. I got Cheers to D- Cheers to DJ, I got Graffiti Gardens, and I got um Cheers to DJ Graffiti Gardens and um Booth Unlock. Booth Unlock is gonna be the next big one though. Mm-hmm. Booth Unlock is and gonna be. And what is that gonna be? Huh? What is that gonna be? Booth Unlock is like a freestyle series. 
Okay, is that kind of like what Mike Flows did? Yeah, but on steroids because I'm gonna have a DJ involved with it. It's gonna mm-hmm. be inside like the booth, different different angles. It's gonna make sure it's it's gonna bring back that um rap city vibe. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Something like the, like basically welcome, bring your best to the booth and welcome to the booth. Like, like only that. the best can step in there with me. Yeah, I'm gonna host that as Louis Flawless too. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Bring Louis Flawless into the like CT Unlock side, like that. Yeah, that's cool. The musical side, CEO Shaq does the community side. See, that's a good way to separation, man. I, I fuck with that OD. Nah, man, I can't. I can't be inside. I can't be around certain things and have one solid brand. I don't think that the mayor or a senator will approve of me being around certain things mm-hmm. versus the demographic that knows me, except Louis Flawless, and then they they meet Shaq, they meet Shaq J and Martin, mm-hmm. they meet the corporate side of things. I'd rather have it like that than, hey, mommy, you know, I, I seen Louie on TV. I don't know. Who's Louie? Who's, who's that guy? I don't know what yeah. you're talking about. Yeah, my, my son showed me a video of you. You was with this guy rapping inside of a booth with this booth on my thing. Yeah, it was, it was nice. That's my cousin, though. <laughs> that was like, um, that's what the way I'll be thinking. Yeah. Once I get to that scale, I'm not going to care. Obviously, it's, it's not going to be, it's not, it's not stopping. Yeah. But um, that's just how I'm thinking, bro. Like, at that point, time period, when I first came up with Louis Flores, I was just like, yo, I need. I just wanted to have some type of essence that I was gonna have because um I made a come up to it. It's this project I'm working on. It's what I actually put out already. It's called. Come it's up at tape. the EP, right? Yeah. Okay. Cool. I put that out already. Um, I'm working on another project. Power Luke is producing it. Um, shout out to the Wave Only. Shout out to Bugatti. Shout out to GQ, Skino, Schoolhouse Sounds. That's where I record my interviews at. Um, I'm working on a project called Year to Bag. And, oh, um, word, bro. Yeah, every year is Year to Bag, obviously. Yeah. But um, yeah, Year to Bag. That's gonna be my next project. And, when um, we, is that coming out? Do we get to know, or is it still confidential? I want to make it for top of the year. Me and Power oh. are cooking right now. It's so mm-hmm. top of the year, That's and um, we're gonna just keep pushing. Mm-hmm. Like um, I'm really heavily behind the wave. I want to push the wave, bro. Just like just the whole wave only brand, but just a conglomerate can turn into. I'm trying to help that as much as possible, even outside yeah. of my brand. Help it as much as possible, and um, just go from there. And just keep like just keep building. Same thing. Go to any demographic and have those influences I can call upon. Mm-hmm. Whether you make music, you make. You do. You play sports. You're uh, you're a scientist. You're you're a developer. Whatever it may be, I want to have anything. You're an influencer in your own in your own realm. So mm-hmm. then from there we could just keep going. It is never gonna stop. Bro, I even see you as like a motivational speaker or something. I could definitely see that. You're just you're very good with your words. You sound very confident. And just like your stature, man. It's like I can just see that in the future. Just I'll, like you were talking, Gary V. Mm-hmm. I see something like that in you, man. Okay. Like it, that, I definitely want to sit down with Gary soon. Gary V, if uh, I stand at that table, bro, yeah. all I see if I get invited to that table, he'll be like, yo, he's like, I never seen nothing like this. It's like you're basically, I, I, t- I watch a lot of him too. Yeah, like I said, I watch, I can't watch all his interviews because he definitely has so many. He pumps that shit like, out, bro. He has a team that has to strictly be about him. Yeah, like I'm gonna take the same model, like the same thing with the the Vayner Media. I'm gonna do the same thing with the Online Media Group. Cool. Like I'm gonna have a team just for my personal brand, and mm-hmm. then remember, I'm gonna have a team that delegates to my actual audience. Or not even my audience, my my digital assets. Because mm-hmm. um, I'll speak about that a little bit more too. Um, right now I probably own over thirty five domains. Okay. That's outside of the online brand as well. Mm-hmm. Um, my goal is to start buying extensions, widgets, um, applications. That's why I want to learn how to develop. Yeah. My goal is build the the goal of my enterprise, SGMW Enterprises, is to pretty much build brand and market and protect the brands of the world. So my last company I want to create the cybersecurity agency. You understand the five domains of war, right? I I don't know. I don't. Can you just reiterate them? I don't think I've ever um, heard them. Land, sea, air, space, cyberspace. Okay, this, cool. The fifth one is obviously the most important to you, mm-hmm. but cyberspace. And um, 
That's why I see where things. My goal in life is to be a tech tycoon and be able to buy, be able to control the buying behaviors within cyberspace mm-hmm. and protect the digital assets that that are pretty much utilized to utilize to make those transactions. Yeah. And um, this wasn't always like this. Well, I understood these things, but yeah. it took some time, bro. You grew and you like started learning all the like cybersecurity. That stuff is not easy, but once no. you start getting it, it, everything starts coming together. You learn about the vulnerabilities. You see like just what is vulnerable, what you need to sanitize on the system. And I haven't really looked at a grand scheme with a whole network, but like yeah, I work inside one, so I can see those things. I can yeah, see the that's whole network. Cool. I understand certain like I I see not to go too deep into it, but I've seen viruses come into the network and they intrusion automatically mm-hmm. detects it. Like certain certain things, certain people have to come into play. It's a lot of things that's in order, and that's why I see myself in the future. I just want to. I necessarily don't want to do it. My money's going to take. My money's going to take my intelligence further than what it is mm-hmm. because I'm not trying to be that guy behind a computer. No, but I want to walk into that room and talk to that person that and know what they can say. Yeah, exactly. What are you doing? Why? Why are we? Why we have this client? Why are they calling us about this at three o'clock in the morning saying that this happened? Mm-hmm. We're, supposed to, we're supposed to stop these things. Yeah. We're supposed to stop these things. I'm sorry about that. No worries. We're supposed to stop these things and have things moving forward. But um, that's where I'm at, bro. Music is cool. I think that's that's the most frustration that I had in the beginning. CTN like being looked at one dimension. Mm-hmm. There was a whole year I stopped CTN like because of that. Really? I stopped it completely. I kept I kept the brand alive. Mm-hmm. And I kept sharing stuff around, but I stopped promoting mm-hmm. because I was only within one dimension. This is culture, creativity, innovation. If I didn't make all those different brand days a week, if you just went there, you would think it's music. Yeah, it looks like an urban brand. Which it's, it's cool for now. But, but you want to expand. I want to expand. It's cool that I can. Household names are cool, but my, my motto is a hood name. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's where I'm aiming at. And um, I'm going to put that in the shirt, too. Hey. The online brand, the hood name. <laughs> I love it. But um, yeah, that, that frustrated me the most, I would say. People mm-hmm. just looking at it in one dimension. And um, even me having to keep re explaining what is culture? What? What is creativity? I, I'm looking at people like, why are you asking these questions again? How, yeah. do, how, how does that make sense? Coach creativity and innovation. That's why I made the, the actual brand days of the week, where you can, Tuesday, you can see innovation. You can see the different things that are going on. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to not only promote the vibe, but create the vibe. Like when I make I like those, those meetups, those mm-hmm. meetups going to be a vibe because number one, I'm going to be, I'm going to have a project to present. Mm-hmm. I want everybody else to bring their project to present, and then we collaborate. And then every week we do this. And you and learn more and more. Exactly. Learn, learn more and more that at the end of the month, we have one complete um, hackathon and do that inside every demographic. How do, how do, how do you really lose? You, you don't. Can, you can network <laughs> around the whole Connecticut. Yeah. And then bringing that to other demographics, doing the same thing. I can only imagine what New York unlock would be like. I can only imagine it. I can only imagine what Atlanta unlock would be like. Miami unlock. Those are going to be my prime locations. It's going to be crazy because that's like, that's where the Mecca is. It's like, the, that's where creativity thrives. Like, it obviously is thriving right now in Connecticut, but like, places like LA that's 90% creatives I swear to god like yeah so bro I'd be excited to see that especially LA unlock you need to get that name from that one guy yeah I, I offered him some bread but he declined it he 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 declined it but it's gonna be a monopoly I respect it. that but I think I think it's gonna come to a point it's gonna be a monopoly where it's either I'm gonna have to create a situation where he, he can stay involved with it but he doesn't own it mm-hmm like you benefit the you reap the benefits of the platform, but you necessarily don't own it. Yeah. And then over time, just buy him out. Like basically saying, I'll give him a percentage. Because one by time I get to him, I could just make Cali unlock and wipe him out. Yeah. Pretty much that's what I'm doing, but just wipe him out. I'm not saying that I don't want him to thrive off what he's doing. Yeah. But business is business, strictly financial. 
I'm a complaint with you. I like that. That's very true. Hey, I'm quite sure if it was Trump in the situation, it was Buffett in the situation, Diddy, anybody else, you don't want to sell, we're going to wipe you out. Yeah. That's it. That's how we moving. Business is business. Just keep it like that. That's it. Like, I have no problem. Like I, I, I've reached out to him, talked to him before, mm-hmm. but um, it's not gonna be on nowhere. It's like, like I'm gonna let you because when I initially talked to him, he only thought I had CT. Yeah. But I already had everything else. I didn't say I had it. Yeah. I didn't want him to know it because then he will, he'll feel he'll feel like I'm, I'm a threat because he yeah. already felt like, like I was a threat with CT. Yeah. I'm like you're more lit than me. Like you got Nipsey Hussle over there. Yeah. You got. YG over there. You got LA. Like, you got LA. You got the Lakers. You got Lonzo. You got Big Baller brand. I will be attaching to all those brands. Yeah. Like if I had that here, what? Bro, if we had even the Whalers here or something, like. Something. That's what I'm saying. But CT is CT. And that's what we got. We got to make what we got work. Mm-hmm. And we're going to just keep going from there. That's what we're doing, man. So how much has changed in the culture since you last, uh, since you started the account with Connecticut, at least? I would say in the beginning. I've seen myself controlling the post a lot. Mm-hmm. And as I started to slow down, a lot of people slowed down. Like people, I'm quite sure from 2016 to mid-17, it was a lot of people that nobody knew about that I was finding, I was discovering. Mm-hmm. There's so many people that I found. So the, the culture has changed a lot. It's definitely diversified, especially me making the brand days a week. I'm seeing like totally different things. Mm-hmm. I would never know about that kayak is like the kayak, the actual company is inside Connecticut. I didn't know that. Really? Yeah. Wow. I didn't. Um, I didn't know that. The the travel agencies. Yeah. Have, that's here. It's so many different. Like if I showed you my computer. There's so many different agencies and different tech things that's here. It's Connecticut's a great place, and people don't realize that. Yeah, but I think it's it's this. This is what any demographic, but people be like, oh, where I live at sucks, and I want to leave, and I'm going to this place. It's like that everywhere, bro. Because yeah. You live here. Mm-hmm. I, hope, I like think about people in Atlanta. Everybody in Atlanta like, oh, it's it's too crowded. It's like, everybody's here. I want to go to. I want to go to Miami. People in Miami want to go somewhere else. They want to yeah. be secluded. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is just, I think that's how it is. That's it's just your hometown. Is. You get too, like... Uh, it's regular. It's yeah. Too, it's too... You're too used to it. Yeah. You get too comfortable. Yes. And um, me, mentally, I'm thinking beyond Connecticut. Mm-hmm. Where I'm at, I'm stuck in Connecticut, but I'm making the best of it. Yeah. At this point, in the next year, you're going to see a lot of things change. Like, a lot of things change. You're about to see me attached to a lot of different brands. You gotta see me evolve a lot of different things, mm-hmm. and just me evolve as a person. Because I had to come to a conclusion that Connecticut Unlock is bigger than me. Yeah, like it's not. I don't do this for me. I don't do this. If I was doing it for me, I'd be very selfish. I wouldn't be promoting the stuff that I'm promoting. It's for the culture, though. It's for the culture. It's all I for the culture, that, bro. Man. I just want to see it thrive, and not just the urban culture. Every culture. Mm-hmm. Like from when I first started, it, I, I remember when it was like a billion ten news artists hit me up. Now it's people that's like. That's like developers is really hitting me up. Mm-hmm. It's female entrepreneurs really hit me up. It's like soon it's gonna be vegans hit me up for um health tip Tuesdays. Soon yeah. it's gonna be party promoters, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's gonna be a whole different vibe. And then once I'm throwing those vibes, it's gonna be like, dang. Like next year, my my, my event game is gonna be on point. On point. I'm gonna say that right I can't now. wait to see, bro. Yeah. Like events are so key. Yeah, it's just about bringing that digital influence to physical. Mm-hmm. Like I, I definitely about to do a lot of things going to the youth. I'm I'm gonna I'm introduce this um I'm gonna call it unlock circuit. Mm-hmm. It's basically gonna be, be like I'm gonna have every high school come together to formulate a team and every, every demographic, primarily Bridgeport, Hartford, and New Haven, mm-hmm. and then from there basically make those teams go against each other. It's gonna be like a tournament. That would be cool. Yeah, kids yeah. would love that. Of course. That's like what competition? Like, yeah, to bring those best kids. Yeah. Obviously, make a lower level where yeah. everybody can participate, but the best level. 
I, I believe scouts will come to that. Everybody will come to that. Because mm-hmm. I'm going to start posting a lot of highlight tapes as well. Um, shout out Splash Productions. Spot, shout out um, Hooper Visuals. Shout out... Um, it's a lot of different dudes that make highlight tapes. I can't think. But those are the top two dudes. I used to love highlight tapes, bro. Yeah. yeah. Just, shout out to Island Fam, too. They lit. Big Island lit. Fam. Island Fam is like... This is a whole bunch of sports players that mm-hmm. did his rep Island Fam. I don't know what Island Fam is. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, I'll get down Island Fam soon. I don't know. Hey, maybe another person to work with. Of course. I, I got to know about these things, bro. All about networking. That's all it is. That's that mindset that it's just a hunger, bro. The drive. Yeah. I'm slowing down. It's only There's going no up need there. to. Yeah, exactly. So talking about the Hope Line and the Talk of the Harford interview, can you talk about your favorite points that you brought up during those interviews? Um, With that, shout out to my boy, um, German. Shout out to Dilly. Shout out to um, Andre. Um. That was a long interview. I got to think about that. Um, my favorite parts of the interview was just like um, him being amazed at how intelligent I was. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think he was expecting that. Like, yeah, he was coming into it like, all right, who is this guy? And then you're like. He knew me, though. He knew me two years before that. Really? But we had conversations. It mm-hmm. was never like, I was like, this is the first time you're meeting me. Mm-hmm. Like, now I'm, I'm letting me know who I am. I'm letting me know the vibe that I give off. You just seen, you just depicted how, how far I was going to go without me telling them that. Yeah. That's the type of vibe I'm trying to go off, though. Like when I come in, I don't like speaking. I'm not like I like being reserved in my Capricorn, bro. I only <laughs> speak when I need to. But now I'm speaking because I'm forcing myself to. I'm like putting that. myself in those situations. Yeah. But um, I would say that the, my favorite parts of that interview was um just the parts we spoke about culture. Um, I like that. Um, he didn't believe that Jay Z was a culture vulture. He agreed that Diddy was a culture vulture. But he I remember hearing that. Yeah. Yeah. Jay Z is a culture vulture. And why do you say that? Jay is a culture vulture because. He's a culture vulture within the culture. Diddy's a bigger culture vulture within the culture, but Jay-Z is as well. Mm-hmm. If you look at this, Dame was the main person that was fighting for Jay. He, mm-hmm. he was the main person that was behind him. Yep. You ever realize that he fucked, he, he fucked Dame over completely? He made sure I that remember Biggs hearing was stuff about that. He made sure Biggs was eating. So mm-hmm. when if you look back at that, when um when Dame was going into those meetings, yelling at Def Jam, yelling at all of them, you even realize that they wasn't that wasn't them calling those meetings. That was Jay calling those meetings. Jay was trying to hurry up and push out these albums so he can get our contract. Buy Jay, buy Dame out because Dame was messing up the money. I'm complaining. Dame was too champagne. Dame overshadowed the light of Dame Dash. Mm-hmm. Dame got too caught up with being a celebrity. Yeah, he was like, "Yo, I'm I'm here," but Jay was like, "Yo, you forgot that we're gonna sell this. This wasn't a forever thing. Mm-hmm. We're boys, we're friends, but business business is truly financial. Yeah, don't forget the fact that this is gonna be gone." So that's not that's not the bad part. Mm-hmm. The bad part is him utilizing certain things. I'm not even go too deep into it, but utilizing yeah. certain things because at some point I want to work with this dude. <laughs> Hopefully, he don't bring this interview up later in life. But um, it's just that I, I would consider culture vulture is just attaching some, certain things that don't need to be don't like it don't need to be done. Mm-hmm. It's already lit. Like he kind of pushes like in in Dave's mind, I was his best friend. But Dave had to come to the realization that this ain't my best friend. This ain't what it is. Because if Dave was quote unquote going broke. You almost a billionaire, bro. Toss him a couple of M's. Yeah. He a hustler. He gonna get it back. He gonna bring it back to you some type of way. There's One way or another. Flip, flip, flip. That's it. But um, that's the main thing I didn't like about Jim. Complain what you did. He just he just attached to people. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's the same thing. I don't know. He basically needs people to attach to. If you didn't realize it, now all you're doing is attached to his kids. Now, at least that's the best thing about it. At least he's pushing his kids. Is King Combs one of his sons, or is that? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm more of I'm more of a favor of Justin. I like Justin more. Mm-hmm. I haven't really looked too much into their music or anything. No, nah, Justin doesn't make music. Justin's going to be the CEO of uh, Combs Enterprises. 
Oh, crazy. Yeah. Justin's at Harvard right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bro, what? I heard Diddy, isn't he have a couple schools now up? He said yeah, that he has one up prep. in Bridgeport, right? Yeah, he has one. He's a uh, capital prep. I forgot what the name of that one is. He has one inside Harlem and he has one inside Bronx. See, I respect that at least. That that right there. This is back to culture, educationally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, that's lit. Yeah. But all of the years of him doing non-lit things. Yeah, it, it, it equals out. <laughs> oh, my hey, God. Guys. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like that's not not like a cop out, but when you you're trying to do something nice to forgive all the other things that you've done before. Um, let's see. So we already talked about that. Oh, where can the listeners go to cop some unlock unlock merch? Oh, unlock shop. I'm about to have the headbands coming soon, bad hats, um, whole sweatsuits, mm-hmm. everything. Um, unlock shop's gonna have it all. I'm about to be launching unlock TV real soon too as well. That's so sweet, bro. Yeah. You guys hear that? Unlock shop. So I want to go back into blind sequences. So yeah. when did these episodes start happening? You said it was uh, when you were down with 808 Perps, right? I was chilling with Perps. who was in the studio, and I just recorded it. I just recorded him making beats. Mm-hmm. And then he was telling me, like, yo, turn this into something. Edit it up, turn it into something, and go from there. And after that, I had a chill shump. I, had a, I just started hitting up all the producers because mm-hmm. I already had the idea of making different shows. It's just that this was another inspiration for another show. Yeah. I didn't have a name for it in the beginning. I yeah. I was gonna you were just home. doing it. Yeah, I was doing it. Until like the fifth, sixth episode, I didn't have a name for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I still didn't put those five episodes out. Like, yeah, because you said just, you only got two, right? What? You only got two episodes out right now. It's the chill jumping. Out of 18. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. Oh, my God. So you could just release them whenever. You just got I'm going to drop all those before I go to Atlanta. Bro, you got the fall. Yeah, on top of 35 interviews. There's so many more people want to do interviews with me. Like there's so many more people. Yeah. But it's I'm one person. I can't. I'm gonna try to churn as many more interviews as possible. But my main focus is the, is the shows. Mm-hmm. Like Wilton Lock is my top priority. Like that I'm one's sorry. gonna be crazy. Yeah. That, that one's gonna be so fire. Like Mike Flows, I already know he's gonna bring his best to it. I already know that Bugatti Two Three gonna bring his best to it. Um, Shout out Bugatti, he's nice. Yeah, I wanna tell Bugatti come through. I'm telling Bugatti come through. Uh, I, I've been trying to get him on. I think I. I, it's so hard, like like you, one person. So like scheduling for me is so hard, and I, I've like told him I wanted to get him on, and like it's just been I haven't been able to find a time for him. But hey, God, if you watching this, come do this interview. Stop capping and come do the interview. Hey, it's my fault though. So I'll definitely start. I'll, I'll hit him up, and we'll try to get him in the next like month or two. So shout out Bugatti, y'all. Shout out Bugatti. Shout out the whole wave. Yeah. Hold that wave shit. Two or three eight six zero. Anybody. Ten six three. Yeah. Bro, I, I fuck with that movement. I don't know why there was a lot of hate, but for some reason, people... What's your perspective on the Snowflake thing? See, uh, it's it's hard for me because I am just a supporter of the culture and I support everything that comes out with... And like I try to be very positive with the show and show no negative energy, but I do understand why some people got upset. But I don't think I have enough knowledge to put my two cents in if you know what i mean i'm not from uh, hartford so i don't really know the the like i've been told the history but i i want to really sit down with some people that originated the dance and like be like all right tell me why people are upset what's wrong like tell me the well, whole thing that dance is a gang dance so i don't know if you want to necessarily sit down that originated yeah. the dance, but um you i would say more of that brought influence through the dance mm-hmm. or gain influence through the dance because that's the main thing that you are mad about with snow rest in she peace though him. yeah rest in peace though i did not meet zoe but me neither he seemed like a bright spirit he seemed like a um, very energetic kid 
he just was in the wrong situations at the wrong times, and he didn't have the guys that he needed. And, I've um, only heard good things about him too. So that's it from I, all I, his boys. Yeah, I met a lot of his friends. Um, I talked a lot, but I was in tune with him. Um, this is unfortunate that he didn't he didn't get a chance to be who he was going to be. I would say a couple of more. The sad part is he went viral after he died. He was doing numbers before he died, but he had to go. He had to die to go viral. Basically, mm-hmm. people didn't want to really pay attention to him or that dance until then, mm-hmm. because Snow came right after that. It was almost like stars aligned for her to come out. If you realize that, like she dropped like three or four months after that, within the those three or four months after he died. Because mm-hmm. I remember seeing a lot of people just talking about it. It was don't get me wrong, like, I've seen other tributes, but that was like the claim to fame for that song. Wasn't there an issue between like between the two songs? Because I know there was a Yank Rhythm and then Chill Shump also produced the A6 Zo anthem. Now um that all right, so when I seen it and when I talked to, to Shump about it and I got an interview and talk about this as well. He basically made it was a challenge. Yank mm-hmm. Rhythm came off the challenge. The anthem was the challenge. Was that the flip mode challenge? Yeah, the flip mode challenge mm-hmm. was initially what he was doing. And then from there, she made a song to it. She asked him because she made a song to it. And then she made a song to it. And then from there, the song just hit. Mm-hmm. So he's like, fuck the challenge. We're going to just run off this song. Yeah. Because he just wanted to dance to it and respect his own. Like mm-hmm. people was doing it, but that song eclipsed that challenge. Yeah. Like, and that was just I that. that. And, um, it was just that lucky enough. Shump just made the right decisions. Mm-hmm. Shump made production. He made the right decisions to put it in place. Yeah. Shout out to my guy, Shump. Shout out to the whole Double F. Shout out to Muddy. Shout out to Mike. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Shout out to Jordan Rio, too. I feel that. I I just never wanted to, like, say anything bad about, like, the whole situation, especially since. I can't say nothing bad because I don't know nothing about it, but I can speak on the truth of what mm-hmm. it is and what people show. I don't know what's true and what's not. I don't know what I see. Mm-hmm. I see the vibe is coming off. You got lit off that nigga, and that's it. I'm gonna complain. Like if you, whether you show respect to it or not, I ain't saying you gotta give money. You ain't saying I'm just, just say that you, you, you got lit off of that, and that's it. Respect it. Yeah. If that comes the case, remake the video, strip it of the dance. If you were lit without that dance, strip of that dance. When people hear that song, tell them like y'all, I don't, I don't rock with that dance. Don't do it. I bet you people ain't gonna listen to that song. The dance will carry the song. It's like that's like that's like um. Smarty dance with Bobby Schmurder. Mm-hmm. Everybody smarty dances when they hear Bobby Schmurder. They got stuff about, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You Millie Rock when you hear two Millie, you know what I'm saying? You don't you don't see two Millie, you hear Millie Rock at any block. You don't call them shit to hit Millie Rock, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like without the dance, you strip the dance of the song, it's, it doesn't have the same components of it. You know what I'm saying? It's just it's just not that. That's an interesting viewpoint. No, I, I definitely understand. Same what... thing with getting light light feet. Like if you tell Webstar, like, bro, you can't I'm taking I'm taking light feet from you. What are you gonna do? The production is just one thing. Yeah. The dance is what brings the culture, it brings everybody together. The music is just additive. I feel that. That's just my perspective. Mm-hmm. Damn, bro. Wow. That that you you answered it perfectly. Like <laughs> that's just my perspective. Yeah, nah. Hey. They I don't know. I, I feel like I don't even. I don't even want to talk about the situation because I, I feel like I'm so like. Ask, it, yeah, bro. It. I just wanted your perspective. Yeah, no, of course. Um, so going back to the blind sequences, can we talk about each episode that you have out a little? So, what was your favorite part from the ghetto guitar deconstruction? Um, when he got into turbo, like when he just how 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 much the the drip season influenced him. Mm-hmm. That influenced a lot his life a lot, and he explains that how much it influenced him. Oh, I bet. Yeah. Bet. And um, he was just saying how he he met because he has other placements other than little baby and he has other mm-hmm. placements other than that. Like he's worked with uh, 
what Wiz and another he he listed everybody. I can't go on. I'm not gonna go into all that. He listed like five or six other people. I'm not gonna go into that. Mm-hmm. Um, but my favorite part of it was just the how inspirational, like how he he just kept hitting him up. He mm-hmm. kept pressing. He like yo turbo turbo. I want to work with you. Send him emails. Send him DMs. He was like, all right, send a pack through. He sent the, he sent the pack through. At least sent the pack through. Um, of sent guitar samples. He chose from that guitar sample, and it come came out to be like sort of this leap. And he heard it. He's like, yo, so that's that's what we that's what that's what you used it for. He's like, yeah, that's what I used it for. He's like, I bet. Then the next following week or following few weeks, he flew him out, and they worked on more stuff. And, and is that when Belly came out or not? No, 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 no. That's way before Belly. Okay. That's way before Belly. Mm-hmm. Um. I'm not sure if Belly was created in that sense or Belly was taken away from that pack. Yeah. I don't know. Because at that time period, when I did the interview with um Belly Guitar and when that was happening, mm-hmm. he was in hopes that his his production was gonna his guitar was gonna get put up there. Mm-hmm. So I don't think he knew that was gonna happen yet. Okay, I see. I think what it mean. came after that what, what was chosen and then he added more. Mm-hmm. And um yeah, shout out to Turbo because I wanted the turbo up there. So that's my favorite part. Turbo's fire. Bro. Yeah. Like he's nice. Yeah, Turbo is nice. I think Turbo gonna be the next. I think he's gonna be bigger than a lot of people. You think like like where he's Metro right. was in 2016, and then like how you see Murder right now. Murder and Murder and Turbo are starting to eclipse Metro. They're starting to eclipse him. Metro took too much. He took, he's taking too much time off. What about Take Heath? Take Heath is fire. I think he Take Heath is fire. Yo, he, I can't I can't take that away from him. He's fire. Like yo, he got banger after banger. Yeah, I can't. I I, I feel. I, I I'm sorry that I even left him out of that that three. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, no, but see, when I was talking about it, I was thinking about. I I was thinking about him and um, well, we just had Turbo, him and Murder. So I thought him and Murder. I didn't even think about Turbo, but you're right. Turbo's been just like killing. you got to think about it. Turbo. Turbo is really he produces everything from Gunna. Mm-hmm. Like he's basically Gunna's producer. Drip season. Pretty much the whole drip season is him. Like that drip season is that drip season sound is him. They got that connection. Yeah, and now they brought ghetto guitar into it with the electric guitars and just the the darkness vibes of his the strings that he's playing. Ghetto guitar is so nice, bro. Yeah, yeah, I'm complaining. That's just his vibe. I told him like, bro. I asked him like, did you play any other instruments? He's like, yeah, I play drums. I'm like he's like, I low key low key was working the flute. I was like, <laughs> what? You was playing the flute? Like what? The, how that's gonna work? Bro, I just. I used to play guitar too. I used to go to all the different lessons, but like I would never thought that a guitar could be implemented in something like hip hop. So to see him become a producer and use that to his I didn't know advantage. He's a producer. Nobody really. I, he said that he didn't know that people didn't know that he was a producer. Really? I just thought he played the guitar. That's all I thought he did. Yeah, bro. But like to be able to play the guitar in, into the like just FL and then mix it. Like I was like, yo, this is insane. Like I don't think he uses FL. He doesn't. I believe he uses Logic. Oh well, Logic. That that's even better. I I'm pretty sure. Do you like Logic at all? Never use Logic. Okay, most people I met use FL. Mm-hmm. That's what I use. But Logic, you can also uh, record vocals and everything. Why should you do all those things? That's lit. I will hope. I pray. If Logic, yeah. if you can't do that, you better scale your joint. Yeah, up. right. You better do something. Bro, <laughs> tell you better do something. People out here pirating these programs. Y'all better get it right. Yeah, facts. Oh, okay, this is a good one. So, as a producer, what have you learned from watching others deconstruct their own beats? Um, I'm not so much. I'm more of an executive producer. Okay. So I come up with the idea, mm-hmm. I come up with the vibe, and then from there, depending on who that producer is, I have to sit down with that producer to see what's the the, the vibe I want to create. Mm-hmm. Like when you're in the bag, I'm talking a lot of cash talk. I'm talking a lot of like everything is gonna be like like one of the one of the songs that um. I'm gonna create. It's obviously gonna be called Bad Talk. 
And it's basically like the vibe that I'm gonna give off on that one. And this goes back to your question. Mm-hmm. When I when I look at other producers, most of them are not producers; they're beat makers. To be a producer, you have to actually have the actual like track planned out. Mm-hmm. Like with me, I come with that track planned out before I even hear the beat, and I listen to multiple beats until that that track fits that beat. Mm-hmm. And if and then from there, once I have the beat and then I have the the actual concept that goes together, I choose the artist. Okay. And um, I'm gonna keep doing the same thing. Let's repeat. That's lit, bro. Got, but it's not as easy as you think it is. No, not at all. I bet not. Yeah, because I sometimes I sit there for hours. Depending if we're making a beat, like say for instance, we sat in the studio, we made a beat. That beat may not be that, but I'll come up with another concept for that beat. Mm-hmm. And that beat, I'm like, oh, Yo, you know what? Just hold that concept for something else. That may not be for that project. I'm like, oh, just put that concept to that beat and you rock that beat. Mm-hmm. Other ones be like, all right, cool. But um, I want to make, with that project, the year to bag, I want to make it real short, like seven songs, top mm-hmm. of the year. I want to do that every year. With the, who are the cool. artists are yeah. every year. So when I'm inside Atlanta, make a year to back down there. When mm-hmm. I'm in Miami, make a year to back down there. When I'm in New York, year to back over there. Different and volumes, bro. Yeah. yeah. And whoever, um, whatever, basically I want a full circle. Mm-hmm. So I would choose a producer. I would choose all the producers from that demographic or that those producers from. My goal is to use production from everybody in season one. Mm-hmm. Season one is all CT. Okay. When I go to Atlanta and get all that content, that's me for season two. Cool. Yeah. And um. Obviously, I have more. It's so many different producers out here. I didn't even touch on yet, bro. Mm-hmm. I have 18 episodes. It's probably another time I gotta shoot. Just mm-hmm. think about that. And that's still season one. Yeah. So that means I'm be holding season two for some time. Yeah. So I'm, I'm gonna be dropping a lot. The produced um, blind sequences. That's gonna be dropping a lot. My that's my main focus right now. That's my that's my that's gonna be the show that's gonna break on my TV. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like people are gonna wanna they're gonna be in tune with it. Yeah, they're gonna keep. They're gonna want to see the next episode. Yeah, they're gonna come back every time they see a new. Like they'll get the notification. They'll be like, "All right, time to go watch this." And I'm pretty. I'm glad you brought that up. Notification game. Hit that bell. Yeah, hit the you bell, bro. Me. That that's so key. Hit that bell. Bro. I need that. I need that in my life. We'll do it right after, so you can get one more bell from us. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's how you gotta do it. Bro, that's networking right there. So, can we talk about the fresh out the porch challenge? Oh yeah. I was doing the Fresh Up the Porch Challenge, but I'm calling that a dub because it was too hard to get the artists to come together. Mm-hmm. It was way too hard. Uh, Fresh Up the Porch, I'm not quite sure if you took the time to listen to the song. I haven't yet, yeah. Okay. Um, initially, I had um, that whole come up, the whole come up tape had um, Hollywood Prince and King Peso. Um, King Peso is from Medellin, Hollywood Prince is from Hami, obviously. Mm-hmm. Chapter Space Life. Um, I chose them and I put four songs around them. It was four tracks um, Fresh Up the Porch, Let Me Hold Something. Set up the lick and come up, and um, all four of those songs were basically I, I came up with everything top mm-hmm. bottom, and I came to, I, I brought that whole project was me basically. Um, other than me write, other than them writing the lyrics, that was me. Yeah, I told them I wanted to hear. I told them what it was. We sat down, we got it done. Fresh up the porch is like pretty much the challenge was supposed to be for all Bridgeport artists because basically saying like Fresh up the porch pretty much saying like you jumping off the porch, you gotta know what's going on. Once you like, when you really in those demographics, I'm really from like, I'm from Bridgeport. Mm-hmm. I'm really, I ain't saying like, I'm not saying like I'm a hood dude or not like that, because clearly I don't depict that. Yeah. But I've been around those people. I've seen people trap. I've seen people sell crack. I've seen, I've seen all that. So I had the choice to, if I want to pay for Jordans and jump off the porch, go do that. I chose to do other things. I chose to make other elements in my life. Mm-hmm. And um, first of the porch is basically just that. Me in the beginning, I'm talking, I'm talking, and um, I'm basically talking to all those young. Those young individuals that's inside those demographics saying that you really want to do that. And if you are gonna do that, remember the price that it comes with. So that's pretty much what that, that contest is gonna depict. Shoot utilizing all those artists out, out there that whoever had the best verse, I was gonna pay them for it. 
put them mm -hmm. on a remix, toss it on World Star, and go from there. But it was just too much work. Yeah. If I'm telling you I got studio time booked up, pull up. That's it. I your verse don't pull up. You're not doing nothing other than recording that verse. Yeah. And then I was giving everybody else the opportunity to win money to go to the studio. You're basically paying for it. If you win the, if you win it, you're not getting paid five hundred verse. Nobody's giving you for nobody's giving nobody five hundred verse out here. Yeah. Like I, I, only person I would think that's getting five hundred or more is annoyed. Only person. I could see that. Yeah. Ty Henny possibly, Bugatti's worth five hundred or more. But other than that, not take nothing away from nobody. Nobody's really paying people mm -hmm. on a musical scale out here. Nobody's doing that. So for me to even offer that to any people, anybody, everybody should jump at that. Yeah. Especially coming from the platform because I'm gonna promote it, yeah. whether you want or not. You yeah. got me a free promotion. But um. And that's what I people ask for. I will be doing okay, that cool. same kind of concept again with news content, mm -hmm. but for the whole world. Yeah, not just Connecticut. Not just Connecticut. I like that because there's so many people out there, man. Just like all these artists, all these creators out there, like, and we we find so many in Connecticut, and then there's 50 states, and then there's all these countries, and then there's seven continents. Like, there's so much. Oh yeah, I can't wait to get to Dubai in a month. That's gonna be big lit, boy. Bro, that's I can't wait to just be chilling with princes in Dubai, <laughs> sitting there. Like the only thing I don't look forward to is them like doing heavy, crazy wild drugs over here. I don't know. Yeah, I, I feel that. I'm not like. Yeah, I'm saying. But the brat, the bag part, yeah. Spend some of that bag. oil money with you, boy. <laughs> I'm trying to see what what a, what a super city look like. Yeah. They building cities in a day or a week type stuff. You build a city in a week, your bag is different. Yeah. If you could build a city in a week, that means you have so many people on the staff. If you had that plan top to bottom, you knew what was going on. You knew the vibe. Yeah, bro. That's the type of thing, things I'm trying to be around. Like that's the type of that's why I want, that's why I see my goal. Like, I'll ask you this: How do you see Disney? To summarize, it, don't you don't gotta go in depth. How do you a monopoly. See? Simply said, um, I want to be that new monopoly with the online brand. I want to be able to create content, develop the influencers, deploy the content, have the network and the assets, and having having the actual and the back end of that these consumer products to sell across all of that. Mm -hmm. with you. Yeah. and then buy the assets in the process of that that's some real shit that's like you're mr walt right now like mr watson so if you could collab with any producer producer and artist dead or alive who would they be and why producer diddy artist i don't know i don't know i'm gonna come clean with you I'm lying. Producer, Cali. Artist, I'll do Diddy. Okay. I'm gonna come clean. And Diddy ain't the best artist. This is mm. the vibe that we will give off in that song. The CEO mentality. There you go. I like that. Like I will do that. And yeah, I'll do that. I'm going with that. I'm gonna come clean. And you said that. DJ Khaled for your for the producer, yeah. I'm going with Khaled. You got the major keys, man. Major keys. You see, you see, did you I wanna go on um People that don't know on the gram, I don't know if you peep this. If you go to, you see, I'm gonna connect to the Wi-Fi real quick. I'm not sure you've seen the scheme of the way I'm doing this, because when you go to the actual gram, you don't see that. Um, you don't see the content. So yeah, I noticed left, that. Swipe left or press and hold. Mm -hmm. So when you press and hold, it's a blue devil, joint, right? Yeah, blue devil, and then I don't think there's a password. Is it this the blue or blue devil? The blue. The, the blue. blue. Yeah, I forgot. Okay, I'll show you this real quick. Cause I, did, I had to break this down to people. People then they wasn't getting this. They wasn't getting the genius part of it. I feel like it's very aesthetically pleasing when I see it. 
So basically, it's either a lock or a key. A key is a resource or an exclusive piece of content. Same thing. I would say the key is more of a resource. Mm-hmm. And then from there, the lock is the exclusive piece of content. So if you hold, if you hold that, that lock, it'll start playing. Ah. That's crazy. I didn't even think that. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to go to the actual post. Yeah. It pops up. And same thing. So like you can just see whatever it is. You can just go up there and like, all right, cool. You don't know what you're gonna get. Mm-hmm. So burn a day of the week, you could you could land on women, invest women Wednesdays, you could land on something else, you could land on something, something political. Yeah. Like you don't know what it is, but But you're still gonna come and look. Yeah. Bro, that's you don't know cool. what you're gonna get. That's smart. And then the key and the lock thing, like yeah. that, bro, that's genius. So what's next for Unlock Media? Unlock Media Group, I'm going to start gaining influencers. I'm going to start acquiring them or mm-hmm. bringing them into my network. I don't, <laughs> I want to say I'm going to acquire an influencer um, unless I'm bringing them from somewhere else, yeah. the agency. But that, I'm going to have a lot more digital assets coming. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, like I said to you, it's going to be so many more shows, so much more content, a lot, a lot of merch, and a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of events. And just bring the vibe, bro. Bro, I love it. And don't just keep just bringing this building out and going to nice demographics. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to reach worldwide on like real soon, on like global, whatever you want to call it. I want to be inside Dubai within the next five years, bro. I'm probably 25 at the end of this year, like December 28th. Make sure y'all, y'all shout me out for my birthday, boy. Yeah. I need that shout out. Um, the next three years after that, got to count. I'm be 28. My goal to have that end by 28. By, like by 30, I want that multi million. Because after that, I'm not spending more, no more time on like the online brand. I'm not spending no more time. That's perfect. This transitions into where do you see yourself in one year, five years, and ten years? One year, I see myself evolving into the the, the voice of the youth mm-hmm. of like the urban youth. Because yep. I still have my youth, 25, and that's still the youth. Um, two years from now, I see myself evolving into like a mobile, like having all the unlocks, all mm-hmm. those demographics. Five years. I see myself owning multiple different enterprise solutions mm-hmm. outside of that. Because like then that. from there, that third year, when I get that first M, that first M is not That's... going towards like depreciating assets. I'm mm-hmm. not buying chains and cars and shit like that. Nah. I'm going to buy solutions. I'm going to buy extensions, widgets, other digital assets. That's going to flip in the meantime. Um, That's that genius mentality, bro. Yeah. So 45, I see 45. I'm the chairman of um, SGMW Enterprises. And that's going to be comprised of like four different companies mm-hmm. that I already have planned out. Logos, everything done. You can go on social media. All that stuff is already set up. Domains, bought, all that. Like, all right, no that's smart. Yeah. You're ready. Yeah. Just waiting for that starting gun and then you're running. I already got the gun, bro. I'm already running. That's even better. I'm preparing myself. Right now, I'm spraying. I'm preparing myself for that marathon. Mm-hmm. And that's just how I'm moving from there. I don't think, I don't think, how many people have you met like me, bro? Realistically. Zero. How many more people do you think you'll meet like me? Zero. No, it's not true. It takes 20 years. To, every 20 years, some, someone of greats comes. Like it's, it's a group of great people. Mm-hmm. I would say I'm going to be, when Justin takes over Combs Enterprises, I'm going to be next to him. When Romeo is ahead of No Limit, next to him. I don't know so much about Dame's son because Dame's son going through some stuff. Shout out to my boy Buggy, but he's going through some stuff. I don't know if he's going to be able to carry, carry the Dash Enterprise the way he needs to, but I hope he can. I hope he can get it, get it together. But every tw- 20 years, someone great's come. 20 years ago, before before there was me, me, 
there was Diddy, Russell, Dame, all of them. That was a collective. Irv Gotti, I can't leave him out. There was a collective. But none of them were well-versed inside, like you said, the wild, wild web. None mm-hmm. of them was versed in that. My main, my main claim to fame is going to be the digital side of things. Mm-hmm. They're not going to care that I can make songs that connect with the youth. They're not going to go, fuck about that. Yeah. They're going to care that I can keep doing that with anything, any product, any piece of content, anything. They're going to be like, yo, how do you keep attaining that audience? You keep bringing the right people together to attain that audience. You keep bringing everybody that's in order to make sure that, yo, wait a minute, this reaches the masses again. Mm-hmm. This, keep, this keep happening over and over and over again. So it was like five years from now, bro, I'm going to be big with it. And I'm, I'm hoping I can I can get the platform to you, to my boy Tyler, I to appreciate Larry, that, man. and to everybody that's watching. I hope, I hope I can keep doing that repeatedly. All I can say is that you're inspiring me to want to do bigger things. It's a fact. But from the second you walked in, I've literally had the mindset of, okay, I want to step up my game. I want to make my things better to like get on yours level. Like, bro, you got that. It's just that charisma when you walk in the room. Mm-hmm. It's, it's sweet, bro. We need that New York breakthrough. We need that Atlanta breakthrough coming soon. Hey, bro. You know, we're going global with this too. <laughs> oh, you got a CT breakthrough going global in this bit. Hey, so is there anyone else you'd like to shout out before we end today's episode? I want to shout out to my mom. I want to shout out to my little brother. Shout out to my whole family. Family. Shout out to you. I appreciate Shout out to Larry Love for being on the camera. Yes, thank you, Larry. Larry Love. Um, shout out to Bugatti 203. Shout out to the whole wave. Shout out to Schoolhouse Sounds. Shout out to my cousin, Van Lauren, I Am Life. Um, shout out to everybody, man. Shout out to the whole CT. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to the culture. Shout out to the culture. You already know how we're moving. You know how we're bumming. That's how we're moving. Amen. Well, thank you for coming on. This was a great episode and definitely very informational. This is the last episode of season four of The Breakthrough.